1: Connect with Community Wakato on free FM 89.0. I'm Holly Snape from Community Wakato and have with me Karen Stockman. Great to have you here today, Karen. Kia ora, Holly. Thank you for having me. Today we're going to be talking about how to involve people in a Processes, I suppose. Um, yeah. How to, how, to, how to engender participation from people in a team or a group or a collective.
0: That's right. Well, it kind of comes about, doesn't it? Because we're working on our preparing for our conference at the moment and thinking about it's not just about trying to fill people up with information or knowledge or skills or.
1: Yeah. Look, Instructions. <laughs> that's right. It, one of I suppose every time the feedback we get from the conference, A is networking, engaging with others was the most important thing. And when we're talking about participation, it is about getting people involved and engaged. And the other thing we consistently get great feedback on is the uh, open space, which is an example and we'll talk a little bit about that today. Yeah. yeah. So look, um do you want to just give us a little bit of a framing <laughs> to, to what it is? we're we're talking about exactly here? Well, that's
0: a tough question, Holly, but of course I'll give it a go. So um, I guess what prompted this conversation, eh, is is the idea that there are a whole group of approaches or ways of working, we call them participatory practices or approaches, that involve getting people involved, essentially. And um, we thought it would be useful to talk about that today because it's good to get people involved Leading and driving from the ground up. Yes. Um, so let's talk about open space. I mean, open space is open space technology. Open space is um, a type of approach that was created by a guy called um, Harrison Owen. He's an yeah. American guy. And he essentially, kind of, I can't even remember what his background is, but he essentially figured out that the most effective um, Work or engagement that happened at conferences happened at morning tea and um, workplaces. That's yeah. around the water cooler. And don't we, don't you know, we hear
1: this all the time? It's those organic kind of spaces and places where there is bumping opportunities and conversations and less pressure almost. A eh? less pressure, yeah. like there's not someone performing. It's really just people yeah. exploring or just, just conversing. And I think,
0: you know, and at the heart of that, it's like people freely bring themselves to that engagement. Yeah. So people choose to engage mm-hmm. around something that matters to them as opposed to us enforcing people's participation in something that they either see no value in or feel that they don't have a contribution to make. So the power sits with the participants, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so... Yeah, so open space is one of those participatory practices. I love it, and yeah. as you know, um, we've facilitated them at every conference we've had since the beginning of our conferences in 2015. Um, and I've facilitated open space for a number of other organisations or conferences around about the place over the over a number of years. And really, it's about creating space within the conference. Um, you can have a whole conference framed this way. Yes. But what we've done is created space within conferences for people to set the agenda,
1: to set the the content, really. Um, It can be a little bit overwhelming for somebody who likes to have a little bit more control or oversight or planning. And what is going to happen in a period of time? And conferences can be a bit like that, you know that. Absolutely. You're you're often time poor. You're trying to get things done. You want to make sure you get everything said um, in a a sort of um, framework in in that time frame, in that environment. Um, You know, I can imagine for some this would be a little bit challenging to say. Actually, no, it's going to be organic, and we're not planning it. And people will bring their own topics. What if no one bought anything? And I think that is
0: a real concern. Yeah. People get concerned about things about what if what if no one has anything to talk about? Well I would suggest that if no one has anything to talk about, your problems are bigger than <laughs> what's happening in that time frame at that conference, right? Yeah. Or in that workplace. And when yeah. people say, Oh, but what about if they want to talk about things that we don't want to talk about? Yeah. So what about if they do, would be my answer to that. Actually, perhaps we should be stopping and listening to the things people want to talk about. There's
1: a couple of principles you talk about each time as you set up the scene for this type of engagement.
0: So when we say that it's participant-led, it doesn't mean that you just kind of throw people in a space and go, rodeo where you go. So you create the (laughs) container for that, right? And you create the container for that in a couple of ways. I mean, firstly... You issue the invitation. So you issue the invitation, usually by way of a question or a, a, an overarching question or theme. So we're not just opening it up to, you know, what do you, what do you want to talk about? It could be anything. It's, there's usually some sort of... Grounding. Compelling kind yeah. of question. And what you find is that people will respond if they care about it. Um yeah. So... You know, as part of our planning for our conference, we are we're already thinking about what is the overarching question that would support our theme of embracing change? Yeah. So there'll be an overarching question, a, a really, you know, a big picture question. Um. So then you issue the invitation and mm. there are some principles that underpin it. You know, whoever comes are the right people. And if that's only one other person, that's fine. Yeah, that's it, if that's only one of you So if that's only three people that have topics, yeah. that's only three people. Yeah. So whoever comes to the right people. Whatever happens is the only thing that could. So that's really challenging, that control stuff, isn't it? It's yes. like it doesn't matter how much effort you put into planning that space, whatever happens
1: is what happens. Yeah. Um and letting go of that need yeah. to control that is actually really empowering. And and actually it's also empowering because it means there's no such thing as a failure in that environment. That's right. You know? That's right. Whatever happens is the only thing that could.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So again. Yep. There's no what ifs. Yep. When it's over, it's over. So if you spend if you set aside two hours for open space and someone says, I've got this really amazing topic I want to talk about it's me Mm -hmm. or (laughs) uh, you know I've got this really important question I've got this really big challenge in my organisation and I would love to get some thoughts about it Yeah, and people come to that conversation and it, you know within 20 minutes it's resolved it's resolved or there's agreement that there's nothing more to be said well it's over
1: yeah so you could join another conversation you could go and grab a cuppa Absolutely. So, those are the four principles, you know. The invitation. Yep. The whoever comes. Whoever is, comes are the right people. Yep. It begins
0: when it begins because sometimes yep. it actually doesn't begin at, right. yeah. at one o'clock because you said it was going to start at one o'clock. Sometimes people will waffle on or talk around something and spend time chitty chatting about other stuff. Yep. Before they get to the heart of whatever it is you're there to talk about. And then it finishes. What e- yeah, whatever happens is the only thing that could. And
1: when it's over, it's over. So that, is, um, that certainly does take a little bit of faith and confidence. Yeah. And um, then overlaid over that yeah.
0: is the law of mobility. Yeah. Right, and so that is that idea that we so, – so Harrison Owens talks about the law of two feet – I t- Which is basically yeah. you've got two feet, you can get on them and walk. I talk about the law of mobility because actually some people don't use their feet to move That's themselves right. around, yeah, um so the law of mobility, which means you're not stuck, yeah, so you might choose to go and be part of a conversation, you might get there, and then you might think, oh you know this is either not the conversation for me. Or I've heard what I needed I've to. I've heard what I've needed to. I'm going to move on. Um, and there's really two ways that people do that. They call it, they, they talk about butterflies or bees. So you talk yes. about, there are people who are like bees, bumblebees. They go around, they cross pollinate, they go to a conversation, they get heaps of ideas, and they go off somewhere else and they say, oh, well, I've just been over there talking with Holly. And these are some things that we were talking about there. And mm. they, they drop little bit, little gems all around the place. And then you've got your butterflies and your butterflies are the people that are just like, you know, hanging around, hanging around the cup of tea station looking beautiful and they wait for people. They might not go and participate in any organised conversation. They might just hook up with someone organically and naturally. Mm. They might just say, oh, actually, Holly, while you're there, let's have a quick chat. Let's, let's take ourselves over here and have this chat.
1: So it is a, you know, I mean, it, there's, there's a framework to this. There's, um, there's theory behind it. Why would we use it? Like, so what, what really is the purpose of this sort of um, participatory engagement? It's to engage with those big hard questions that we
0: have no answers to. It's to mobilise the wisdom that's already in the room, you know, the wisdom that lies in the people who are doing the work.
1: Yeah, and it also harnesses the passions of people in a room as well. Eh? Absolutely,
0: Holly. Absolutely. If mm. people are passionate, you know, and, and as part of that, you know, that if you think about that principle, you know, that, that whoever comes are the right people. You know, if you host a conversation or you're you're you wanting to host a conversation in that space, and actually nobody comes. Yeah, I think that's not something to be offended by. That actually just means that actually at this point in time, nobody else is as interested not, in that as you are yeah. and you can choose to either take that time to, in reflection yeah. and spend some time thinking about it or you can choose to go and do something different I've actually um, facilitated space where people have she- have issued an invitation shared a topic and then people have turned up and that person hasn't been there because I've gone oh actually
1: that's more interesting that- I'm going <laughs> to go over there <laughs> That feels like a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> it is a bit of a challenge. But, but it is what it is. And it's, it's your role as a facilitator eh, to to support is the, it, okay, yeah. well that's interesting Do
0: you yeah. feel passionately enough about this topic to have the conversation yourselves? Yeah. Or do you
1: think you might disperse and go and do something else? Exactly, Yeah. I love it We're going to take a short break um, When we come back, I'm quite keen to explore this a bit further, but also talk about what other types of participatory engagement or activities um, you know, there are, and how we might apply them in our own ta- teams perhaps for, for our own Growth. Okay, <laughs> cool. So, yeah, we will do that. In the meantime, we're just going to listen to a little bit of Pat Benatar. Love Love is a Battlefield. A little bit of Pat Benatar. You'll remember that, won't you, Karen? Yeah, of course I do, Holly. <laughs> so do I, if that's any consolation. So do I. Uh, look, we are talking today about, uh, I suppose, you know, in some ways quite creative ways to um, create the situation for people to engage in quite organic ways, to pursue their passionate conversations um, you know and it's a, it's a really important way, I suppose to enable people to connect um to learn from each other um to mobilize I love how you put that like mobilise the wisdom um in a yeah. room in a space. so I was just hoping you could talk to us a little bit about um about what what other ways you can do this kind of thing I think. I mean, you've
0: heard me say this before, Holly, so it'll be of no surprise, but I hate the three Fs, the forced family fun, yeah. right? You yeah. know, yeah. I'm, mm. I'm, I am I'm rebel against this idea of forced family fun. And I think, you know, inherent in that is I think we sometimes feel that when we get into leadership roles, you know, it's our job to make sure things happen, you know, to control everything and... You know, have conversations and everyone has to participate and everyone has to make a certain contribution in a yes. certain way. And if people don't do that, it's like, well, somehow we're not doing this right. And actually, I'm much more a fan of the idea that we create opportunities for people yeah. to contribute and that we invite that contribution. So there's a lot of things that we can do to do that. So one of the things I used to, and I haven't done this a lot in my recent years in my recent work, but a lot I used to do a lot of circle work, which is just when you're working with groups, having people sit in a circle
1: ah, yes. instead
0: of sitting at tables. Or, yeah. And, you know, that's an opportunity to kind of invite everyone into a single space and to, and to make that space safe for people. Mm. And if we look at it through a... Kaupapa Māori lens, there are a lot of mechanisms in place that are designed to invite participation and to create a sense of safety. That's what, you know, Porfiri and Mihi are all about Mm. inviting people's contribution into a space. So what karakia timatanga and whakamutanga are about. They're about creating a safe space and opening up that space for people to contribute. So all of those things brought together create the invitation. Yeah. Um, And as leaders, we don't need to have the answer to everything. We don't need to control (laughs) everything. every component so I think circles are a good way to do that you know just Mm. trying instead of sitting around a desk trying sitting in a circle as a team
1: Mm. to have a conversation about whatever topic and that doesn't mean sitting around a circular table does it
0: no (laughs) no it means sitting with your chairs arranged in a circle or Um, standing or
1: standing
0: (laughs) absolutely um, World Cafe is another participatory practice. World Cafe is another
1: way of And it's a working. little bit more structured in some ways, yeah. but again, it, it enables people to um, join different tables, to explore. Engage in, in mm. questions
0: or explore questions that you wouldn't typically explore. So they're generative questions, are questions yes. that are designed to...
1: Think in an inquiring way, you know, rather than just go, well, the solution is And you could even do that. Like, I'm just thinking how we could apply some of these things perhaps to our day-to-day work. If you're running an organisation, usually I'm thinking not-for-profit, but actually this would apply to business. Where perhaps if you're thinking about the products or some of the services you do or whatever, you could have some quite broad exploratory questions innovative creative questions and then have your team moving around tables contributing to the thinking of each of those so it's because sometimes when you sit just in a group and have a conversation A it gets dominated by people like myself might. I'm sure that won't our, our, <laughs> our
0: extroverted personalities yes.
1: our people who are quick thinkers yes yeah whereas we've got the slow burners in our team yeah, too absolutely that, like, and who would take time to really digest reflect. it reflect on it yeah and then come up with something really quite great yep. but if there isn't the opportunity, because the conversations moved on, because people like you and I have been talking. Absolutely. So I think that that's that's a, a really interesting way to yeah. to look at perhaps how you involve your whole team in a process yep. where they can and all
0: ask asking questions you wouldn't typically yeah.
1: ask. Like if we've got an issue to
0: solve, how would someone, how would a plumber mm. respond to this challenge? <laughs> yeah. 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 If we had a million dollars, what would we do to resolve this problem? You know, it's trying to start to think really, really differently about the issue that we're faced with than just saying, okay, we need... Or if we
1: had no resources. If we had had no no resources, what would (laughs) we do?
0: do? Yeah. Absolutely. So some of those... You know, looking at things through a different, a variety of different lenses to get different results. I don't know if you would remember um, Edward de Bono's seven thinking hats. I have recalled those. Yeah, yeah. and just even applying an approach. Can like you that.
1: remember them all?
0: So there's black hat,
1: which and is your all the negativity. things that could go go wrong. wrong.
0: Yeah. White hat, which is all of your kind of crisp, yeah, process informational type things. Blue, blue hat, which is your big picture, big sky I thinking. Think Green hat, which is your um, generative, kind of innovative, creative thinking. Uh, what was the red hat, which is all of your um, risks, I think.
1: we are really, really testing yeah, I now, know. Holly. But actually, it's, it's interesting because some of us naturally probably um, – but so, particular hats. And, and it, So
0: your yellow hat, which is your optimistic, optimistic hat. Yeah. And I think the black hat's your pessimistic hat.
1: Yeah. Red
0: hat's your risk hat. Yeah. So the thing, the thing that's powerful about using De Bono's hats is that you don't assign, yes, a different hat to everybody in the group. You choose as a collective to apply a single hat to a situation and say we're going to for like for the next 10 minutes we're going to sit in black hat yeah black hat is what are all the things that could go wrong here what are all the reasons why we shouldn't do this what are all the, the yes. things that are going to keep us awake at night and everybody thinks through that lens and you just you you accumulate all of the collective thoughts around that then you make an intentional shift to the next hat yeah Okay, so now we're looking at it through this lens.
1: And so hopefully you've satisfied some of the...
0: Totally, and, and hopefully you've unpacked something yeah. more broadly than what you would have if you'd just applied, now we've got this problem, let's brainstorm the solutions. Yeah,
1: yeah. And so you can see the value then of, of bringing these sort of multiple ways of yeah. um, engaging um, people, you yeah. know, Um we're talking about teams we're talking about sort of that conference setting so the sector but this could this could be you know any I suppose marketing you it could know? be anything yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely solution circles are another
0: really great way you bring an issue you get to talk about your issue for an x ex- ex- period of time everybody sits and listens then people have an opportunity to kind of brain dump it makes me think about this, you could do this, you could do this. So everyone sits quietly and lets everybody talk about all the things that could happen, and then the person has a chance to reflect and think, oh, okay, I have all of those ideas. What are some of the things that I might pick up on here? So there's lots and lots of different, I'm going to use the word methodologies or different approaches, different frameworks or tools that are designed to help us think differently. Yeah.
1: And to value the contribution of everybody in the room. Oh,
0: totally, Holly. Mm. And rather than say, oh, yeah, Holly's always negative.
1: Yeah, She's always going to say all the things that won't work. Well, that's great.
0: Yeah. But it would be really good to help Holly yeah. also then Look at, be in a situation where yeah. she might start
1: thinking It's probably uh, the opposite for me. People are like, Oh my God, Holly is always talking about yeah, things that are she, never gonna happen. Oh, she's I'm
0: always finished. eternally optimistic. This, this is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. how I get labelled as yeah. well. Put a
1: black hat on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at your wrists. Yeah. 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 No, absolutely. However,
0: if you're in a situation where someone says you, hey, right Holly, for the next five minutes we're going to think about all the ways this could go wrong. Yeah. All the things that could happen here. You are able to do oh, that, that's right. and you could do it's, that it's, for five minutes. That's right.
1: It's not my go-to, but if you if you redirect someone into uh, totally, a lens, yeah,
0: yeah, and then everyone feels heard because everybody's natural default position is covered somewhere
1: in that, that spectrum. spectrum of approaches. I think um, I think that's marvelous. We've only got a couple of minutes left. Um, as you were talking, I was thinking about the different ways that we can capture some of this. Like, how do we take away? Um, the information, like with Will Cafe, there's often a scribe that's that's taking down um, what's happened, yep. um, or we, we can collect up um, with we've, we've ideas at the end.
0: You know, and, yes. and, and 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 you
1: have people often stand up and feedback hey, on. Yeah,
0: in the art of hosting, they call that harvesting. Yes. but harvesting in terms of you know crops. Yes, not any other other connotations that you might have associated with that word, but it is that idea that in some way we collect back. Some gems that we can use to um to further our work, so we can do that by getting people to feedback yeah and to feedback key kind of thoughts we can get them to arrange them in terms of priority, but we can also do that by getting people to create shared um imagery we can get people mm. to create um Aspects of imagery, yeah, and, and of something. course
1: we've got um, at the conference we, we've got the graphic facilitators who are going to come and capture. Um, yes, yeah, so we've some got, the got the illustrators who yeah. will come in
0: and create a graphic record of the conversation.
1: Absolutely, it's been marvelous, and we're out of time. But thank you very much for sharing. You're, you're very welcome, Holly. You've been listening to another episode of Connect with Community. Why? It's all free.